pass to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. All right, Dennis, we have to do something different for Culture State this time around. Yeah, we do. Um, we, we had a little taste of our first in-person interview, so we have to do this a little bit more. Yeah. So right now, we're in Raleigh right now off of uh, Glenwood. Uh, this is, we're at Capital BST. And we're, my guys, tell me your names again. Eddie Platon. Uh, my name is Mike Cadwallader. All right. So you're the owner. You're we're both, owners. both owners. Both owners here. Okay. So um, one of the spots in Raleigh where if you want to come get some crazy shoes, we'll we'll show you a lot more throughout this. But uh, Dennis, you were showing me their Instagram account, and they are very popular with the the athletes here uh, in the area, North Carolina, NC State, Duke. Um, before we talk about the actual shoe culture in North Carolina. You guys have been around for a while. How do you get around to where, like, you're where the place, where the athletes want to come and shop with you guys? Um, I think it's kind of happened over time. You know, we're really lucky to have State, Carolina, Duke, all the HBCUs with St. Aug, Shaw, um, just so many colleges in this area. And um, really, I would say they, sh- they seek us out. They kind of find us. I would say we have what they're looking for, and uh, they come in, and we create a good relationship and do lots of business over time. Uh, through doing that, we're able to meet their younger teammates, and it's kind of just a, a domino effect from there. All right, my eyes, my eyes watering a little bit. Again. <laughs> um, yeah, basically exactly what Mike said, and then also um, me and Mike being athletes ourselves, growing up um, playing sports, um, you know, we generate to show a lot of love to athletes. You know, um, the shoe culture actually grew up and you know blew up back in the '80s when athletes wanted to be rappers, rappers wanted to be athletes um so you know that's why we always show love to athletes to musicians because unfortunately this wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for them um putting it in music putting it on tv wearing it out on the field um so you know that's i feel like um, that's why we put that out and show them a lot of love so in recent years how much have you guys noticed the shoe culture evolve and change when it comes to athletics and athletes just even in the last five years it seems like yeah, sock game was a big thing, but now it's like, no, what are you wearing on your feet? Not just your socks, but those shoes. Um, definitely. In the last five years, I would say it's definitely grown. Social media, I would say it's definitely played a big part in that. Um, and then I think also just now there's, you know, Instagram accounts that are pointing out what, you know, these athletes are wearing, you know, their outfits, their, you know, their outfits coming out of the tunnel and stuff like that. So I feel like it's definitely have, have elevated to a bigger stance and, Athletes now just want to look good in front of the camera, so I feel that's a big statement now. Yeah, I think it's um, everything Eddie said is on point. Um, I think it's become almost more of a mainstream trend, whereas it used to be more of a niche thing. Um, Now, instead of, uh, it's almost expected to have a nice pair of shoes, you know. Uh, It's just changed a lot in that regard, and it's a lot more accessible to people now, and um, just a lot more people have gotten into the hobby and, and want a piece of it now. Are, are you guys from Raleigh, from this area? He is, I'm not. Okay, uh, so you grew up here. How old yep. are you, or what age range you have to tell? <laughs> no, you're good, I'm 33. Okay, so I want to ask you then, uh, growing up, how did you notice the, the shoe culture shift here locally as you were growing up as athletes from Duke, North Carolina, and NC State started making bigger and better splashes than the years before? Yeah, um, I think you're definitely right. We've seen it kind of blow up in this area recently. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the accessibility that I was talking about earlier. Like when we were growing up, uh, part of the reason we wanted to start this store is because uh, we love uh, this this hobby, but we didn't feel like there was really a place where we could go explore, buy, sell, trade. There wasn't really an area to uh, do it at. So I think having stores and outlets to buy and sell these things has made it a lot 
uh, more popular in this area. It's something we never really had when I was growing up personally. Yeah, yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, Miami. Miami. Okay, so you're there with a lot of professional teams. You know, like the Hurricanes had to come here. You were born, they had a professional team there already. So, uh, you know, how did you notice the same thing in Miami as time went along? Um, definitely in Miami, you know, it's a little bit more popular. It was a little bit more mainstream than coming here. You know, that was, like he said, one thing here just wasn't, at, you know, no access to it. That's why when I moved here, I was like, man, so much culture here, so much good hip-hop, so much, you know, there's a lot of roots in North Carolina, and there was nothing that like this here. Um, but down there, definitely, you know, seeing the shift, um, you know, just going through the phases of the culture um, and seeing it blow up. But down there, there's so many people, so I feel like it's very, very spread, um, and it gets lost a little. You have a lot of designer, a lot of more higher end. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, I would say it's changed throughout the years, and I feel like now it's, it's hitting hard. We definitely, um, I'll say when we started, we were kind of amazed that, being that there's over a million people in this area and it's yeah. the area where Jordan kind of originated from with his shot in UNC and how much history we have with basketball and sneakers that there was no uh, like reputable sneaker store and we were you know we saw an opportunity there and I think it's definitely definitely worked out. When did you all start noticing local athletes from the colleges start coming here? When did you start noticing them coming in your stores and starting being like wait a second that's that's Paulo Bancaro that's and that's Caleb Hood at UNC like yeah. when did you start noticing those those athletes start flowing into your store our first week open <laughs> yeah all right yeah, um, yeah our first week open in our first little spot and you know I'm sitting there and, and this is when we you know had like two people come in like in a matter of like three hours so it's like all right we're sitting there hanging out trying to figure out what to do and uh you know now I'm telling you like the first week and then Mike's like you know that, that guy right there? He's the running back for the Chicago Bears. I'm like, yeah. oh, for real? Like, all right. You know, so, mm -hmm. yeah, we saw it from the get-go. Yep. 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 Yeah, he was one of the in. first guys. So, you know, like that was – it started from there, and then I feel like just the, the word spread between certain athletes. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you see a more influx in, like, bigger groups, but we have definitely have always seen it since that first week, and then we've always had, like, certain players that just always come back and see us. Now, with the way college athletics has changed with, with name, image, and likeness, have you guys had any discussions with local athletes? I know you mentioned to me about Naheem Hines possibly doing some stuff with him, but college athletes, about, hey, come shop at this place. Yeah, we have uh, definitely have. We've done um, some work already with Drake and Thayer Thomas from NC State. We look forward to doing some more work with them in the future, both great guys. Um, have some upcoming stuff with some Duke basketball stuff that we're excited to announce soon. So just stay tuned for that. We'll have some partnerships coming along soon. Here, here's what kind of went through my mind as you guys were talking about that and how the athletes uh, started to come in and word started to spread. You said this is the only place of its kind here in this area. It wasn't here before. A lot of those athletes are going to get Nike or, you know, Jordan Brand or, you know, Adidas sending them shoes. Yeah. So they can come here and trade for shoes and get – B bigger better shoes from you guys with that is now and now you never know if you're walking around with like game worn shoes from some player from duke of carolina is that has that been a part of you guys' business being here you know people saying like hey this is this is a game worn shoe yeah absolutely um <laughs> truthfully a lot of the things out on that shelf are probably um were owned by somebody who played somewhere we don't necessarily advertise that but you can be sure if you're buying a 15 or 16 or something like that, it's probably from a local athlete. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's absolutely the case for sure. Yeah, like example, I had, we had a guy that you know, bought a pair, expensive 
pair of shoes. And, um, you know, when we brought them out, he's like, wait, they don't have a box and they're brand new. And it's like, well, these are owned by NBA athlete. And, you know, he threw away the box, put them inside a glass case, you know, and so and so. And it's like, you know, that's that's the stuff that happens. And, you know, that guy's like, wait, the, who owned it? All right, I don't care about the box no more. So, you know, it changes it a little bit. I, I wanted to ask something really quick about that. Like uh, you mentioned the boxes, but I know NFTs are going to become a big thing. And Nike has already started, you know, their process of uh, trying to have NFTs along with shoes. So, you know, it's, um, I guess, the, the real thing, right? So right, right. does that make it easier or harder for a business like this one to resell shoes? I'm not big on NFTs, so I truthfully couldn't. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. old school art guy. Do you, so you, know, the, you, right now, you know the concept? I, I know the concept, but that's yeah. why, like, I don't, I never, I've had an argument with oh. it because I, I, I'm like big into like art and old school art, and that's why I feel like having a piece of art on my wall is a little bit more than having digital rights to something. Right. Um, so I feel like having the actual thing is always going to be worth more in value. But with uh, the NFTs mirroring the actual pair of shoes, so that way when you resell, like in that way it could be an, an advantage. Um, maybe it boosts the price of the shoe, but then also, like you know, when you're getting it, this is like yeah, the legit, legit. shoe I can, I that was made. It, I could see it being useful for that reason. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the sneaker game uh, increasing in popularity, counterfeiting has as well, mm. and uh, they're getting better at what they do. So obviously, these big companies, Nike. Uh, and others have to do what they can to combat that and kind of stay a step ahead of them. So that might be um, a more complex way to differentiate their product and uh, cut off some uh, illegal counterfeiting of it. It'll always keep happening. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I mean, we get people coming in, like they just see a StockX tag and stuff, and that's the thing. There's, you can go on Amazon, you can go on Etsy and buy StockX tags and, you know, receipts and stuff from these legitimate companies. So. I feel like it could help, but also, like he said, eventually somebody's going to make something. And, you know, and then I feel like it's just it might be a, a gift and a curse because then you're like, all right, this guy showed me this NFT. It's legit. Lo and behold, you didn't really look at it or know if it's real or this guy just made it on his computer. Not only do you all sell shoes, but the trading. I'm a comic book person. <laughs> I buy, I trade, I collect comics. When did trading and selling and shoes become a thing? That's actually a really good question. <laughs> yeah, um, it smells too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. I mean, we're definitely a little more selective with the used shoes we buy for that yeah. reason. But, yeah, growing up, that was never a thing. Uh, you bought a shoe, you wore it, and when it was done, you threw it away yeah. or gave it to your cousin or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, but I think over the last five years, shoes have become more of a tradable commodity. Mm -hmm. People see them. Uh, more so like uh, like a comic book. Somebody told me that to this era, shoes are kind of like their sports cards, if yeah. you will. Instead of going to getting a guy's uh, sports card, you'll grab his shoes. Uh, granted, people are back into sports cards now, so that might not NFT. might not make as much sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. I forgot the original question. I, I would say the uh, the I see some of the used shoes you guys have, and they look like they're basically brand new. Yeah. I've looked at some of them. I was like, wait, this is used? I, how do you guys go about assessing what you want to buy off of somebody to resell? Um, so when it comes down to it, most of the time it's going to be a on what the market is moving and whatnot, um, especially with the used shoes because we you know we've seen also like Jordan ones. Jordan ones were hot for a while. Um, even selling at high margins at 
used, you know, and then now we're seeing them that they're just not really selling. Um, and then especially used, a lot of people don't want to buy them, you know, especially when you're talking about $350, $400 for a used Jordan 1. Um, you know, who wants to spend that on a used shoe? So um, we have to basically see what's really selling in the market at the moment, and then B, it comes down to what sizes or what we have on there. That's just knowledge, knowledge and knowing what's going to move and what's going to go, and then just basically what's that shoe selling for, if there's actual going to be a good margin or it's going to be priced too high to even sell. So somewhat of a guessing game in there too. For sure. For sure. I've been here many times. Speaking of Jordan 1s, I'm wearing a pair right now, low top Jordan 1s that I bought from here. Chris has never been here before, but you never know. He might walk out with a new pair of shoes today. We have a storage unit also that's full of goodies. Whether I don't know if they're going to come out in this store, our next store, but have a ton of inventory that, that is not out. Okay, so another store is coming? We hope so. We hope uh, so. It's been in the works. Yeah. We, got, we got some things to nail down and been working on. So once we get those things nailed down, hopefully we'll be on that second store. Now, are you looking to stay in Raleigh, or would you guys look to maybe expand out towards Durham, Chapel Hill, to hit that market too? Uh, we were actually looking out of the state to hit a, hit a bigger market, um, something like New York, Miami, something of that sort. So been leaning towards Miami um, since there's not too much saturation there compared to like New York or LA. Um, but yeah, it's been in the works. We have ideas. We have everything ready. Just Got to nail down, you know, everything here. Make sure our baby's taken care of before we go anywhere. Yeah, this store, uh, this store will always be the flagship. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, this will always be our home and our kind of home base. But we definitely like to expand and make Capital BST more of a national brand in the future, for sure. Well, you're making a big local brand. Well, let's actually take a look at what you guys have over here. I know I'm going to stick over here in the 12 and a half. 13 range because that's the size that I wear <laughs> now I now I all the stuff that I see here on the shelf I'm assuming this whole wall is all new stuff correct now I see over here stuff that's not in plastic is used stuff that's been selling trading what why the plastic is, is that just to preserve it like while it's on the shelf uh, to protect it uh, main thing so uh, we learned our first lesson about eight years ago before we even had a store and we did sneaker shows and um, we went to a sneaker show and had a nice fresh pair of white, you know, Jordan sitting there and this guy walks up with some Cheetos and oh. let me check these out. So ever since then we learned our lesson, protect your new goodies, um, you know, especially our high-end merchandise, our t-shirts, stuff like that. We want to make sure um, you don't want to come buy a brand new shoe and then somebody put their dirty hands or something on there. So also just protect it, make sure it stays the way brand new and you get, you know, you're buying something that's not been messed up okay and I, I see this design here a lot these are the dunks yes, sir. okay so is that a pretty popular one because i see this in a lot of different colors a lot of different uh different sizes so like, what is it about this this style that is just an in thing right now yeah so um the dunks they've actually been around forever since the 80s there's been a ton of different um different models of them um, and I would say what made them blow up recently is um, influencers, honestly, social media, uh, people that are influential in the sneaker game. Uh, a lot of celebrities and musicians that are influential in the sneaker game started both collaborating with Dunks and making their own Dunks and then wearing Dunks. So um, it's actually a sneaker that for the five years we've been open has been pretty dead value-wise. It's not something that uh, really had a lot of demand behind it, but this last year, um, that's one thing you'll notice in the sneaker game is trends go hard and when the right shoe starts trending 
the value and demand shoots up. So we've definitely seen that happen with dunks this year. Well, I know you mentioned earlier Jordan 1s used to be a big thing. I have a pair of them, but now I guess it's kind of tapered off. The dunks have kind of taken over a little bit? Very much so. Um, very much so. I would say definitely the dunks have definitely taken over. Um, and then also, like everything that Mike said, and then just basis that it was the anniversary of the dunk. Um, mm -hmm. So Nike being, you know, the superpower they are, they take that into you know, consideration and being the anniversary, they have just pumped out numerous colorways this year. Um, so by doing that, also knowing that it's hot, people are buying them, all age groups, ladies, mothers, everybody's wearing them. So, and then by pumping out so many colorways, you're just giving everybody so many options. So of course they're going to buy them up. All right. Speaking of Nike, I see a lot of Nike on this wall. Now I do see some New Balances, but are you guys predominantly? Just Nike selling these. Yeah, I'm mean, asking some Jordans. Right oh, oh yeah, you got some Yeezys over here. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna be Adidas. So. All right, so you got a few Adidas and stuff. But again, I see a lot of swooshes and I see a lot of Jordan brand stuff up here. So when it comes down to it, unfortunately, they're just the juggernauts right now. Um, we are, we love variety. One thing, me and Mike, when we first opened our first store, and if you look at our first pictures, ask anybody who went there, we had Reeboks, we had everything and anything. You go into our own personal collections and we have every single brand, everything. We, we don't discriminate. Uh, we love shoes um, and we try to keep a variety of different models, brands and so forth, but unfortunately when it comes down to it is we have to just play with the market. And like I said in the beginning that, you know, right now that Jordan, Jordan will always be on top. They're, they're just like a, a name brand. You know, people, especially in this area. Yeah, people always buy them. Um, but right now, Nike, man, they just control and they're just pumping out what's hot. When um, I'd say like five or six years ago, when we opened, this is going back to the trends in the sneaker game. You would have probably looked at our wall and said the exact opposite. You would have said, "You guys got a lot of Adidas and not too much Jordan." And at that time, Kanye West had just gone over to Adidas. Uh, they had just uh, debuted the Boost technology, and uh, they had a lot of momentum, but things change really quickly as far as what's popular and um, that's one thing we have to stay on our toes is knowing what the people want and stocking accordingly all right I want to take it over here to the to the to the trading section and everything that's over here and some of the used stuff okay all right so Shoes. these are actually from a UNC player probably. yeah so these are trainers that they give to the players um, and only to the players so you couldn't get this colorway anywhere any store um, and then, you know, we had a player come in, trade them in for something else, and now they're here on the wall, and any regular UNC fan can have a pair. All right, now I'm curious about this. So how often do you all get people that are coming in looking for a UNC-specific either shoe color, a, like the actual brand on there, or Duke or State? How often does that come up for you guys? Um, so just general colorway, I would say a lot just because where we're at, um, you know, especially when it comes down to basketball season, football season. Duke Carolina week, you get a lot, of, a lot of people on the week of Duke Carolina coming in, trying to get a Duke colored sneaker, trying to get a Carolina Is this going to be the idea too, like we're, you're uh, talking about expanding to Miami, idea down there too, get a couple of Hurricanes players to maybe come in with their unique colorways. Absolutely. No, definitely, definitely want to do that. Um, but also, that's that's a twist. If we if we go somewhere else, we want to bring Carolina there, and also represent there and show. Of course, we're gonna you know represent the local, but we want to make a staple and you know bring some flavor and bring our teams yeah, yeah. down there. Awesome.
All right, I want to take again a look at the gander at some of these other shoes that you see here. Now, I remember these from when, like, middle school, like, the air was, like, the air written on the side was huge. I had a buddy of mine that had black, the white air on the side. Do you see these retro styles starting to come back and surface up? Because it seems like nostalgia is such a big thing. I'm in my mid-30s as well, so nostalgia is a huge thing. Do you guys see that coming back, too, with the trends? For sure, for sure. Um... Even with the dunks this year, you know, they'll bring stuff back from other eras that um, may not have been as popular, and sometimes it's even more popular when they retro it. Um, some of the 90s retro stuff, uh, we're starting to feel old now because the kids in the store don't really know about the retro 90s stuff, and that's what we grew up on. So, uh, yes and no. If it's too old, uh, a lot of our clientele just doesn't know about it, to yeah. be honest. I didn't think about it like that. Like, basically, yeah. the yeah. shoes are so timeless like, that, like, kids who haven't had a chance right here, to rock these want to rock them now. All these young kids, and they're like, eh. And then us three walk in here, yeah. us four, and we're like, yo, I had these in <laughs> sixth like grade. Barkley, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so like a big difference. Yeah. All right, Cam Kelly, UNC Safety, here shopping at Capital BST right here in Raleigh. Yes, Why are you coming all the way from Chapel Hill to Raleigh to buy shoes? Oh, this is the best spot. Oh. Uh, from trading to uh, buying anything, got new releases, uh, shoes that aren't on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, and they look out, and they got good people here, good relationships, and uh, I wouldn't trust anybody else with shoes. So what is it about the shoe culture that just kind of grabs your attention? I mean, uh, you always got to step out and be fresh. So like, <laughs> especially like being at UNC too, uh, Jordan School, always trying to look up, uh, look for some Jordans to uh, add to the collection, so. All right, now what is it about, again, this store, like what they offer, like what, what, what makes it just kind of fun being able to look around here, just shop around, just find something that you know that fits your style? Oh, facts. Uh, the variety. Variety is a huge thing uh, because I can come in looking for something but specific, but then also look around and see like a Carolina Blue, a little player edition shoe. I'd be like, oh, wow, oh, yeah, I'm about to have those or I need those in my collection. Like some, some, something that nobody else can get. And then also like the relationships here like that I have with Mike and Eddie and them. Just I've been shopping with them since my freshman year and uh, been working, doing business with them ever since. So you ever bring any of your teammates, basketball teammate or oh, yeah. football teammates, basketball oh, yeah. friends? Any any other athletes you bring over here? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, from the basketball team, like uh, the men's basketball team, they come here. The women's basketball team, they come here. They were just up here like last month too. And then the football team definitely comes up here. So yeah, it's just nothing but love for the athletes out here. Yeah. See that, and that's the biggest thing too. That's why like we we don't really put a lot out for sale because. Um, a lot of people that do want player worn shoes and so forth, they're always looking for that big name. They want, is that, you who's know, who's that worn by? Is that the Zion shoe? Is this worn by this person? So, um, you know, and then they, of course, they want it for nothing. So, you know, sometimes we, we have to tend to stray away. We'll give you 200. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you won't. Yeah. 200 with another number exactly. of that too. Exactly. Now, I'm curious when you do get these. And because they are exclusive, they're coming from Carolina, they're coming from Duke, or they're coming from State, they're an exclusive shoe. How do you go about pricing something like this? Because it's not just an ordinary Jordan 1 that's just plain white with a gray swoosh on it. It's hard. That's, that's a really hard thing when it comes down to it, um, especially most of the time when the shoe is just given to them. There's no market on it. Nobody's posted up a pair for sale. Um, 
eventually there is people that will put them out on the market and that's the hard part too because there'll be like one or two pairs out for sale and it's a crazy amount um, and it's you know it's not realistic um, so that's when we as professionals as people that have been in this you know in this game for you know a period of time we have to sort of make that judgment and then also describe it to these guys too you know um, and explain to the players you know what you see on the internet sometimes is not what you're really going to get um, you know people on ebay put crazy prices it's, it's all about what the person's going to buy especially also when you're talking about a size 17 shoe you know nobody really wears that size so nobody's going to buy it it's going to be a shelf piece so you know nobody really wants to spend ton of money on something they're just going to throw on a shelf unless a it's worn by somebody important or it's signed and so forth that's uh yeah because i'm looking at some of the stuff that's in here and i'm looking at like i uh, i see numbers on a shoe i mean yeah i'm definitely seeing obviously the logos like yeah these are these are exclusive these were probably worn by somebody who is way taller than me yeah. uh, <laughs> that's the only way i could think about it but i'm sure again during rivalry week like you said People are coming in, they, they want something of that style because they want to rep their school. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that's why we always have people always come in, they'll see the ones, you know, the player-issued ones with the, the branding on them, and they definitely want those, and they're like, oh, I would definitely want to wear these for the game and so forth. And then you, you know, let them know what they go for. And they're like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I see like, I see Marquette, I see Sharif Abdul-Rahim. I know you guys also not only just have shoes, you guys have a ton of just vintage clothing and stuff back here. How do you guys go about collecting all of this stuff that we see back here? I see shirts and plastic. I got old jerseys, starter jackets. How did you guys come about adding this to your inventory just on top of the shoes that you guys have? So when we first started, actually, me and Mike were really heavy into vintage. Um, and that's what our main purpose of our first stores, mainly vintage. Um, you know, since we knew the culture and, you know, love sneakers, it was also preserving. Uh, one thing I'm really big on, and like I mentioned before, is like the roots, where this all came from, where it all started. So I like preserving old stuff um, and just showing, you know, the new kids and the new people into the game, you know, where this all came from, where that shoe was inspired by and so forth. Um, so a lot of it comes from, A, us thrifting, and that's how we started, just going to thrift stores, traveling, going to you know, state sales and trying to find stuff that, you know, people thought it was lost cause and, you know, we see it as gold because it's, you know, bringing back something that, you know, nobody's seen for a while and then we walk in here and it's like, man, nice, 1992, I remember that tour, I went there, you know, so it's like bringing back that, uh, that, that memory. Um, so that and then also being a buy-sell trade, we get a ton of people bringing it in um, and then just the, the thrifting culture has grown. And a lot of kids, you know, see the money in it. So they go thrifting, they go find stuff, they'll bring it into here. And, hey, if you can make a couple dollars on that dollar you spent, you know, it's good for them. And then we get to preserve something and put it back out and show people. All right, we want to thank the guys over at Capital BST for having us along there. And it was great running into Cam Kelly at yeah. UNC while we were there at the shop representing Chesapeake, Virginia. Right? Okay. So all the people in Virginia like to come to North Carolina for a better opportunity. We get it. We understand. Hey, I totally understand. <laughs> I, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. That's the way I like to think about it. But it was really cool because actually you saw some other athletes. You saw some athletes from NC State while we were there as well. Uh, we didn't actually get a chance to talk to them. But it was actually cool seeing athletes from all these different places come together. We shouldn't and have said that. We shouldn't have said that because now the NC State fans are going to be like, see? They hate NC State. Why did they talk to the NC State guy? They talked to the UNC guy. 
I'll try yeah, well, it. it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't know who the NC State guy was, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> the way the culture with shoes and how it's blended its way into sports and hip-hop, it's, it's grown a lot, and it really is fun to see. And one mm -hmm. of the big spots on the East Coast, especially in the Mid-Atlantic region, is right here in Raleigh. It's big time, and uh, to see, you know, how North Carolina is, is being a part of this transition. Like, if you look back, uh, if you go like 10 years from now and then you look back, you're going to notice that that spot right there is going to be very important to a, a particular shift in the culture, especially as NIL becomes a, a bigger thing amongst athletes, especially as, you know, shoe collectors uh, become a bigger thing. I mean, you know, these guys have shoes from athletes that they don't even put out there on the rack. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that, right? Because, you know, at, at some point when somebody goes into the Hall of Fame, they can all of a sudden whip these out and say, hey, we have the practice shoe from such and such from this school. Why don't you pay us $50,000, $100,000, a $1 million for these shoes? And yeah. somebody will actually pay that. We don't want to leave NC State fans out. They might have a mini bait shoe as well. So thank you guys for listening uh, to the Culture State Podcast. Please give us five stars. And we would love it if you gave us a follow at Culture State Pod on IG and on Twitter. You can follow me at Chris Lee TV. You can follow my man Dennis Jamel Cox at The Fan Rookie. And check him out on TikTok because, like, he's that guy on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? I, I, sure. By the way, if you listen to this episode, we encourage that you go watch this at 99.9 The Fans YouTube page. Uh, yes. We are in st we are in the store talking to these guys so you can see the shop and everything, see all the shoes. It really is a good time. The Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.